With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here on this Sunday morning. Michael, we've been apart for about a week or so now, buddy. I missed you, man. How we doing? Welcome back, Femi. Thank Welcome you. back. You. Yes, I hope you had a great vacation. Got a lot of rest. Yeah. A lot of stuff was going on here. But uh, we're excited to have you back on a Sunday as we're, what, 16 days away from teams reporting to camp. Yes, so, sir. you know, we're ready to go. We're ready to get it going here, Femi. It's a fun time, man. It's a, it's a great time, as we always say, great time to be alive, great time to be a better. And vacation was good. Uh, I was out in Minnesota, spent time on the lake, living the lake life. Very relaxed, got chewed up by mosquitoes. Uh, that was probably the only downside, but uh, we're good to go here. Nothing but smiles on the faces. Uh, we recharged and are now ready to charge ahead for the NFL season, like you mentioned, 16 Are you days a fisherman? Do you fish on that lake? Are you no. like the oh. – <laughs> how about ice fishing? Do you do the ice fishing thing? No? No, anything that's cold, I'm not doing that. But I'm a, I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a floater. G- give me a nice beverage. Give me a little floating device, and I'm just floating the lake. That's all I'm, I'm just oh, floating, like okay. floating by the all dock, right. just relaxing, you know. The kids are splashing around and stuff. They want to go on tube rides and all this stuff. But I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna float. Can you 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 man the boat? Do you have a boating license? Can you take the boat over? I do not. I do not man the boat. Okay. So no. So you're I, just a you're really just a guest of the of the county then. Hundred percent. Got it. Yeah, I'm a guest. That's all I am. Just a guest. I go out there and enjoy my time and uh, see the lake life every Fourth of July and stuff. So it's now become a little tradition for us. So. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, but I did miss all the all the happenings here. I did miss it. You know, you know, just like yourself, I love my routine. I love my space and all that stuff. So about midway through, I was getting a little itchy, <laughs> not just from the mosquito bites, but just from like, all right, I kind of want to get back <laughs> and do all that stuff. But uh, sure. but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to be back though. And we were welcomed back yesterday with a 105 degree temps. So that that was very nice, nice. to come back and yes. and see the, and see the nice Vegas sun burning up once again in the month of yeah. July. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to get to what we got going on on the show this morning. Once again, Sunday morning here on the Lombardi Line. Coming up in 45 minutes, our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, will join us to break down all things NBA, the NBA Cup, in-season tournament. We're going to get our thoughts on that in just a bit. Also, Summer League, is this a legacy game for Victor Wembenyama tonight? Just kidding. 
but people are very interested to see what happens with Wemby and the Spurs coming up later tonight. 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific. Our buddy Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata, will join us as well as TG always does. We'll get his thoughts on some NFL win totals and see what people are betting there in Atlantic City. But Michael, let's start, though, with this NBA in-season tournament. This has been brewing for about 15 years, according to Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. Sure. We, we've kind of heard sure. the momentum over the last handful of years, but sure. it is finally done. 30 teams. It is five, six groups, I should say. Six groups of five teams, and we will have a champion that will be crowned December 9th here in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Your thoughts on the in-season tournament and uh, what we should expect in year one coming up here later this winter. Well, I, I think it's really uh... – Forget the, 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 the reality of what they're doing. The, the fact is the ratings are a disaster. And load management and players not playing in the month of November and the ratings are going down, down, down. I mean, just think about this, Femi. 115 million people watched the Super Bowl. The best numbers that the NBA Finals got was 13.1 million. Mm. So the NFL, over 100 million more viewers. We don't hear about the NBA ratings at all because the NBA ratings are declining because partly I love the NBA. I'm not anti-NBA at all, but no one wants to watch when the players don't play. Mm-hmm. So this is Silver's attempt to circumvent load management. He could talk about the 15 years in the work process all he wants, but this is about trying to get the players to play. I don't understand it. I don't know how a cup that's meaningless or a championship is meaningless is worthwhile. I'm sure they're going to get paid for this, and they should. I I guess when whoever wins gets to go to Dairy Queen afterwards, (laughs) I would assume, right? Because this is what it's like. I mean, what does it mean? What they're trying to do is to get the fans to come to the games and watch on television to see the star players do what they do. The era of Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and those guys playing every single night. Mm -hmm. We've lost it. And Silver refuses to do anything to mandate it. Now, they put the 65 rule in. Okay, that's good. They're trying to do everything to stop load management without saying it's a load management problem. I mean, let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. You could call this whatever you want to play in. You could call it a new championship. You could call it whatever the hell you want to call it. This is about trying to get the players to play. I've said this so many times. If I'm going to a Broadway play and I know Brian Cranston's in the play, I want to watch Brian Cranston. I don't want to see the understudy. But when you go to an NBA game, there's a good chance that the players aren't going to play. You can't even look at the injury report. We here at this network, because we rely so much on betting and who's playing and who's not, we make fun of the betting. We make fun of the injury report. This is another attempt to try to get and circumvent this thing called load, ma- load management that the NBA has embraced. And I, I agree That's 100%. my view of it. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I'm sure if you gave Adam Silver some truth serum, he would ex- echo your sentiments right there because everything they've done with this new CBA, like you mentioned, to be eligible for those postseason awards in all NBA teams, you have to play 65 games minimum. And now we see this in-season tournament, which – There's a reason why this has been talked about over the last 15 years and really gained a lot of momentum over the last four to five years is because the NBA does have a load management problem. Now, here's what Adam Silver said. He didn't say that, but here's what he did say. He said, quote, this is a concept that has been rumbling around the league office for around 15 years, 
And then he said, we thought what a perfect opportunity for a global league like the NBA, and it's a perfect fit for our game to do this NBA Cup. Quote, new traditions take time, but all throughout sports, we are seeing new innovations, and now is the time for this NBA in-season tournament. So we'll see if this incentivizes players. I know teams were really uh, against having these in-season tournament games be second nights of back-to-backs. The league has said when they're going to announce a schedule that they're going to try to make sure that doesn't happen, but there'll be maybe some first night of back-to-backs for these in-season tournament games. But it starts in early November, and that's the kind of the time, Michael, where the NBA, a lot of people just kind of scoff at and say, hey, we don't know who's playing. Who cares? We'll pick it up Christmas Day, and then we'll kind of go from there. All right, four of the last five NBA finals have been the lowest in the NBA history. Four of the last five years have been the lowest ratings in NBA history. I mean, what Silver's doing is no different than what Artie Bucco did at Vesuvio. He's going for the early bird special here. He's trying to get people in his restaurant. I mean, that's what he's trying to do. This is an early bird special. He should have Artie Bucco out there celebrating this. He should be right there. Come on in, two for one. This is what he's doing because he can't get the players to play. I mean, they can't. And, you know, we're seeing this happen. And and because they're not playing, people are losing interest. Mm-hmm. People are losing interest. You could say all you want. Well, the summer league is crowded. Everybody's out there. Okay, great. I hope Wimby's great. I want to watch him. But if he doesn't play every night, how am I going to know he's going to play or not? You know, two for one, come on in. Come into Vesuvio. By the way, I hope you finish the Sopranos on your lake tour, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> the, the reality here is that this game has got to be repaired, and if you're going to start the mm-hmm. season in November, you got to get the players. The season's really long. I yep. get that. And I understand the players need to have the, you know, they can't go the way Jordan went and these other players went 82 nights. I mean, don't even take Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, or any of these other guys who played great. Clyde Drexler. This is really the Vesuvio special. And, and it's disappointing because we saw, I mean, not anymore the guys who are in the league now outside of LeBron James or so because he's the elder statesman. But those guys early in their careers would play the 78 to 82 games per season. We saw the last generation do that. But now with all the load management stuff and, and everything that's kind of gone into that, you see guys, I mean, if, you play, if, if a guy plays 70 games, it's like, oh, my God, he's the Iron Man. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's Let me ask you this question, Femi. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you think David Stern would have done this? I don't think so. No, of course he wouldn't. No, I don't think so. David I mean, Stern wouldn't have tolerated load management. Yeah. David Stern would have been proactive as a, as a commissioner. Well, he, he fined, I mean, he fined know, the Spurs for doing it. Yeah, I mean, he would have basically said, look, you're getting paid. I mean, how would you like to be Steve Ballmer and pay $2 billion for your franchise and you have one player, you don't even know if he's going to play or not? You don't even know. I mean, you've got this team, the Clippers, that are supposed to be competing for a championship, and your two best players are, well, you know, it's going to be flip the coin. I mean, it's no country for old men. Flip the coin. Yeah, it might not be flip the coin. It might be the odds on favorite is he doesn't play. Speaking of Kawhi Leonard there, who when he does play, absolutely fantastic. But love him. he doesn't play that much. He just doesn't I love play the much. sport. I love yeah. the sport. I hate the management of the sport. That's what I'm complaining about. I love watching NBA. I learn a lot watching the NBA. And it teaches me about team building. It teaches me mm-hmm. about how five pieces have to work together. But to me, the reality of it is, is if the players don't play, how are you going to get people to watch and come in tune? So you're trying a two-for-one special. You Basically, that's what you're doing. Come on in. We'll give you two-for-one. We'll get I, in- I don't know what it means. I mean, we're, this is the highest level of, of professional basketball you mm-hmm. can get to 
And are the players going to walk around with that cup and say, oh, we got a cup? Are you getting a ring for it? Hang the banner. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, it makes it, it the only reason it makes sense is to incentivize the players to play. And who's paying for it? Well, I, I think that, that money was put into a pot, I believe, that was negotiated in the CBA. So every, every player for the winning team is going to get $500,000, which I'm sure for the max players, it's like whatever. But some of those guys who are on the vet minimums, that's, that's a nice chunk of change there to go out there and sure. play hard I, I, for the 500 k But they won't play. I mean, they won't play. I mean, the guy, you know, the, the, all the guys in the summer league probably won't play in this in season tournament unless they're in the eight man rotation. Yeah, if you were if you were to advise Adam Silver, we got twenty nine seconds left to go here. But what would you tell him to try to get these guys to go out there and play in the quit load management? I mean, it's a hard thing to. I, I, I would be. All, I would start finding teams for the load management. You know, I mean, I would start having a better injury report. You got to document it. Rest is not an injury. Yeah. We'll continue this conversation and other topics on the other side. We're just getting warmed up. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing. Because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi hanging out on a Sunday morning. Uh, we will have our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel on coming up in the next segment. We'll discuss the betting ramifications of the NBA in-season tournament, now known as the NBA Cup, and also the happenings from Summer League here. NBA I know Jay- Cup. <laughs> Can we just call it a two-for-one special at Vesuvio? I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, Charmaine will come out and greet everybody. I mean, it's yeah. like, come on. Uh, I'm, are what you, is this cup like? What do you do with the cup? Like, do you promote well, that you won the cup? You lift like, it. I you mean, lift you the cup. T- <laughs> That's what you got to do. Are, are you going to go to the Look, parade when the Sixers win the NBA Cup? 
they're not going to win any NBA Cup. I mean, they got their hands full with Paul Reed's tail. We'll deal with that later. But, I mean, come on. This cup, I mean, cup. I mean like, <laughs> everybody going to play right field, too? I mean, seriously. <laughs> it should be sponsored by Dairy Queen. That's what it should be. It should be sponsored by Dairy Queen. The NBA Cups, everybody's going to Dairy Queen after the Cup. I don't know if you can uh, – Derek, you can get a lot of ice cream for 500 k if you go ahead and win that thing. You're, I know your Sixers are in group one, I believe. You, you see the teams that the, the Sixers are grouped with? I didn't pay attention to it. I just <laughs> I asked you to explain it to me. I didn't understand it. So we have, we have, I'm about traditions. Like, I think, yeah. you know, to me, it's, it's, it's the one. quality of the play. You know, and if this is all – this is all just trying to get the players to play in November. Mm-hmm. Which I think at the end of the day, though, isn't that what we want? You know, we, we want these guys to go out there and play because those are the best players right, in the so, world who want to see it. All right, so they play in November. They're gonna take that. Are they gonna take December off? <laughs> Probably. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, the NFL decided to take over Christmas Day. You know, yeah. that the NBA just moved to the back of the line on that. Yeah, yeah. That, that was not. I mean, at some point, at some point, the commissioner's job is to protect the quality of the league, the integrity of the league. You know. And you have to have that relationship. And I think the NFL's had it with their players association. I'm sure there's conflict that goes on in between that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and the players have gotten a lot of things done for the good of the game in terms of training camp and two-a-day practices and all those things. I get that. I'm all for that. But in terms of when we're playing on Sunday, it's now we only got 17 games, so it's a different story. But to me, you know you're going to get it. You're going to get played. Yeah. And it's 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 definitely a different dynamic with football and basketball, but uh, NBA they're trying things out. And, and I guess my final thought on this, from the commentary standpoint of like what the league's doing, I appreciate that they're trying something. Um, now they could be a lot more punitive and find teams, like you mentioned there, David Stern finding the Spurs when they did it on that national TV game against LeBron's Miami Heat team. He's like, what the hell's going on here? Why isn't Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker playing? But the NBA doesn't want to do that anymore. I mean, and that's one thing yeah. that what the owners like. I don't think the owners want to get fined for this. So it's like well, it's, I mean, it's not just on the players. I think like the owners are also at hand here as well. Yeah, I mean, look, you're seeing a lot of teams start to sell in the NBA now. They're making great money, but mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks ownership group sold. We know why Phoenix had to sell. So you know, is there where is this going based on the TV rights? I mean, at some point, at some point, Femi. With the ratings as bad as they are, at some point it's going to affect the game. It is. Yeah. And the, the TV rights bubble, we've been waiting for that thing to burst. I mean, I hope it doesn't because, I mean, TV rights going up. Hopefully we're all getting paid a lot of money. That would be the happy ending for all of us. But well, I, that's I, not I, going away. But it's, it, I think there's, there's got to be a bubble burst eventually, you would think. The here TV and, rights are never going to. People want to watch the games. Yeah. I mean, but the, what's going away is what happened at ESPN and, you know, is that yeah. all the money being spent on things that don't matter as much. I mean, obviously, we're going to miss Jeff Van Gundy oh, yeah. doing games, you know. And, and if, you know, if, if you had your pick who you were putting next to Mike Breen, if you had to pick between Mark Jackson and Van Gundy, I mean, I, I, I don't understand yeah, that it's, move. It's but not even close. ESPN knows more than I do, obviously. Yeah, maybe some back channel stuff working there. You think your boy Doc's going to get back in the in the booth there? He was pretty good when he was doing it. I wouldn't be surprised. I thought Doc would have would have taken the place of of uh, Van Gundy, but they put Doris Burke in that role. So mm. we'll see. You know, I think certainly Doc will do some things. Yeah. There's no question about that. TNT might be able to call Doc Rivers. So who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens with all of the uh, the moving and shaking of the TV side of things, but. You mentioned the NFL doesn't have the issue of load management. I mean, that would be absolutely crazy if we saw that in the NFL. Only 17 games, 18 weeks in the regular season. 
And uh, one Dalvin Cook is uh, still a little unhappy. He's still unsigned as of uh, right now, being released by the Minnesota Vikings last month. Reportedly, from ESPN's Jeff Darlington, Dalvin Cook has received an offer from the Miami Dolphins that, quote, is not willing to accept. Yeah. What have you kind of heard on the latest with Dalvin Cook, and what's that? What's the range of that offer? Is it six, seven million, and Dalvin Cook wants ten? Where's the kind of the gap here that maybe gets uh, bridged later on this week or in a couple weeks or so? Well, look, Miles Sanders went for six point one million. Uh, David Montgomery went around that six million mark, right? And Dalvin Cook's better than him. Now they those got those deals done at the beginning of free agency. Mm-hmm. Miami has thirteen million of cap room, give or take a few. Right, So they've got enough cap room to do it. But they have spent a lot of money this year in terms of what they've done. You know, they've guaranteed Tyreek Hill's contract. They lowered his deal down. They guaranteed Xavier Howard's contract. So they lowered all these deals down. I mean, they have when you have guys, when you look at a salary cap on teams and you see players making a minimum salary, that means the team redid their contract to lower their cap. When you see someone who's not at lowered, that team doesn't want to do that. They want to basically hang on to the player, right? They want to not incur any more expenses down the road. So Miami could do that if they wanted to. But I get the feeling that that Dalvin is being pretty careful. He knows he's a really good player. Why would he take less than both those players? And he could impact the passing game. I think there'll be a team that will pay him nine million. I think he's worth nine million a year. I think he's mm-hmm. worth I think he's worth it. I think he's a really good player. I think he, you know, this nonsense about, well, he didn't break as many tackles. I don't know. I think he can still take a screen pass to the house like he did against the Colts. I think he could still create some problems in the passing game. And I think he's got two years of good productive play left in him as a, as a rotational player. Because, look, this whole element of just being the main guy is hard. So if, say, New England signs him with Stevenson, that'd be a great combination for me. That would be a better – a better use of money for New England than it would be to sign Hopkins, who's going to be a slot receiver, and he's over 30. And if you study any of these receivers over 30 and what is their production, it's not impressive. You've made that tie with Cook potentially going to New England, something that you like that fit. That's something that we've talked about on our podcast, the GM Shuffle. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And we've talked about that here on this show as well. Well, now ESPN's Jeremy Fowler is saying there's interest from the Patriots and pairing Dalvin Cook with Ramondre Stevenson. We also sound like the New York Jets are, quote, gaining momentum, according to reports, for Dalvin Cook. So it's July, and usually guys don't get big money in July, but could there potentially be a bidding war for Dalvin Cook's services? Well, I think it's a, he has a number, and I think whoever gets to his number is going to get him. I don't think it's going to be a bidding war. I think mm-hmm. the bidding war stuff is kind of more media than it is reality, right? There's a number out there. And I think New England's got, you know, New England's very careful in how they handle things. And the Jets see the need. Now, is this because Brees Hall, his knee is not 100%? I doubt that. I do think Dalvin Cook would be a good addition for the Jets. He would give them that nickel back, the Aaron Jones, if you will, in their offense. Mm -hmm. But he also would be a good addition to go along with Armando Stevenson because here's the thing about Dalvin Cook. You can play him with another back at the same time. He's got Christian McCaffrey-like skills in the passing game. He's like Alvin Kamara. You know, and when he's hungry and he's and he's really and he played well last year for the Vikings. Now, the Vikings went through and said, look, Madison is a 63 player graded and we have Cook at 67. So the difference between the two is kind of negative, you know, not much. Right. 
So, mm-hmm. but we're only paying Madison four million. So why would we pay this guy ten million? I think that's where it came down to. Yeah, and my time in Minnesota, I was speaking with Vikings fans and uh, my fiance's family. They're all Vikings fans. They don't seem like they're too upset about the Dalvin Cook move there. I think they kind of it made sense in their eyes of hey, we just can't pay everybody and. He was getting a lot of money, and that's what he wanted and all that stuff. They're more so upset about their quarterback. <laughs> I think they're all ready to go and turn the next page on that thing. But the consensus from asking everybody, I said, all right, do you guys think this is Cousins' last year? They're like, yeah, like this has got to be the last year. Like, like we're, we're done. We're ready to move on and all that. So Minnesota has moved on from Dalvin Cook. They still have Kirk Cousins in the fold right now, but maybe not for too long after the 2023 season. I'm just curious to see if there's a team like Buffalo that would get involved, or is Buffalo perhaps out? Now that it sounds like Miami has an offer, New England has interest, the Jets have interest, does that mean the Bills are out? Because I know that was a team that a lot of folks linked Dalvin Cook to when he was initially released. I think, to me, that they would have more interest in Hopkins than Cook. I mean, mm. they've got his brother James Cook up there, right? Yeah. So, you know, and, and they've got, you know, they've got Singletary there still. So they have kind of have enough back. I mean, look, Cook's going to want to go somewhere where he's going to say, okay, I'm going to get me 175 carries. I'm going to get me 75 looks in the passing game, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a great year. I don't know if Buffalo can guarantee him that. All right. Well, we'll continue to monitor Dalvin Cook and where might he go in his free agency right now. But Patriots gaining some steam, the Jets gaining some steam, and apparently the Dolphins have an offer out to Cook as well. We'll just see if anybody can reach his number in the near future. On the other side, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, joins us next here on The Lombardi. This is The Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VEASAN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VEASAN, which is why we've already released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your digital copy of the VEASAN NFL betting guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. The deal is that great. Sign up today at vsan.com slash subscribe. The numbers have been coming in. The betting guide is doing well, but we continue to encourage everybody, if you have not purchased the betting guide, go ahead and get that over at vsan.com slash subscribe. A lot of great stuff that Michael wrote about coaching. I wrote about some, some NFL awards, and there's a lot of other great stuff from our whole crew here at the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi hanging out here on a Sunday. I misspoke to end last segment. JVT's coming up 15 minutes from now. He's not coming up in this segment. So our senior NBA analyst will join us to talk Summer League, Wemby, in-season tournament, and whatever else he wants to discuss in the association. But for right now, we go to what's on Michael's mind. Michael Lombardi, what are you thinking about, man? Well, well, I think to me, look, I, I love, as I said earlier in the block, in the show, I love basketball. And I just think it's kind of unfair that the spotlight on these young players who just got drafted, who really aren't in any kind of shape to demonstrate their true talents, nor are they integrated into a system of offense and defense that can highlight their skill set. So we're such a quick-to-judge evaluation process that I think it's somewhat unfair for some of these young players to – to kind of have this rep in summer league, you know, it's a little bit like, okay, this is what it's going to take for me to play in the NBA. 
that's really what summer league's about. Like, what do I have to do? And the games are so against what most team concepts are that it's hard to evaluate any player. So my cons- my feeling is, look, let's not rush to judgment on this, right? Let's just give Wemby a chance to watch this unique athlete at seven feet four and the huge wingspan and let him just kind of enjoy himself and take in his game before we say, well, he's a bust or he's going to be an elite player or this guy's going to be great. I think to me, slower evaluation is better here. Yeah, I, I felt bad. I mean, I was scanning Twitter a little bit as I was heading to bed over by the lake uh, a couple of days ago just because I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I saw some of the highlights after the fact, but I was like, man, people were really ripping on Wemby. They said that the crowd was groaning and stuff like uh-huh. that. Like, I don't know what people expect. Like, did they expect 30, 40 points from Wemby Yama in the well, summer league debut? I mean, like he said, he said, I just got here. I just learned. I only have two plays. I don't know. You know, I don't even know where I fit, how I move and play with any of these guys before. You know, there's no chemistry between the team. You know, they're just out there. And basketball is a sport that requires chemistry, communication on the court. So I just think to me, you know, we're in such a rush. And this applies for most rookies. And this can carry over into the NFL, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, one of the things about the NFL is when you bring your rookies to training camp, to minicamp and OTA days, they're learning what it's going to take to play in the league. And a lot of them get injured. We're seeing this yeah. in the NBA Summer League. What? Henderson got hurt. Scoot Thompson. I mean, th- those guys are going to miss time because they got bumped and bruised. They're just not ready to play at the highest level yet. So I think to me, we as fans can't rush to judgment on them. Like, let's just let the guys play a little bit and see what we do. And as an executive, as someone in the league, you don't really want to have a first opinion of it because what happens is that opinion tends to manifest itself and grow. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, this guy's not going to be very good. Yeah, it's way, way, way too early to rush to judgment. We're going to see Wembenyama tonight. I mean, hopefully he's able to play in this game here. There's been no, no indication that he won't play, but the Spurs are taking on the Portland Trailblazers. You mentioned Scoot Henderson. He's not playing because he has that right shoulder sprain. So he's day-to-day right now. So unfortunately, we're not going to see Henderson in the game. But yeah, Amin Thompson suffered a grade two ankle sprain. So like, like you said, this is also an injury concern for a lot of guys out there because they haven't been playing competitive five-on-five basketball. They've been doing the workouts. They've been doing that kind of ancillary stuff here, but not actually playing the game. Yeah, I mean, I think to me that's the hard part, right? Most of the rookies, as I've said, that come into training camp for the NFL teams is, you know, the month of April spent flying here, flying there. You know, they're not in any kind of shape, and then they get to the OTA days or the rookie minicamps. All of a sudden, they're 20 pounds overweight. you got to get them in shape. You know, one of the things you always want to tell your coaching staff is, look, let's not evaluate these players yet. Let's 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 get him in shape before we evaluate him. You can't evaluate a player when he's not in condition. And so part of this is to get him into shape and then make decisions on him and then look forward to it. So in 16 days when the rookies start to show up and the veterans and training camp, now we got a better chance at what's going on. And if they don't show up in shape for that, then they're obviously they're not as dedicated as we hope they would be. Well, how about one guy who is technically a rookie, but I guess this might be his second year in the NBA. We didn't get to see him last year because he got hurt playing in that Seattle Pro-Am, but that's one Chet Holmgren of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So Chet went 16-10, yeah. 
two blocks in his summer league debut. He is now the most bet player over at BetMGM to win rookie of the year at 5-1. to 31.5% of the bets are on Chet Holmgren. He's looked awesome on defense. I, thought, I think we all felt that defensively he'd be really good, but offensively he looks pretty comfortable. He can put the ball on the deck. He can go ahead and score uh, with the hook shot and all that stuff. Like Chet Holmgren's looked pretty impressive. Yeah, and with Alexander is the point. I mean, you know, he's going to get dished to him, and he's yeah. going to have an opportunity to score, and he shows range on his shot. Look, and the other thing I think that helps him a little bit is he's at least got himself aware of what it's going to take. To me, he still looks skinny. Some people were saying that it looks like he's filled out. I, I haven't <laughs> no. been able to see the fill part of the out yet, you know. But who was saying that? I mean, I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't see that. You know, some people just believe that. I, Damn, you know, I look, but I do think the year off will should help him in terms of understanding what it takes and what's required of him to play. Plus, Oklahoma City. I mean, look, this team has a lot of really good young players out. There's mm -hmm. going to be a fun team to watch. I think Presti has done an incredible job of maximizing assets and then doing something that a lot of teams don't seem to understand. Everybody wants these draft picks, right? They all want all these picks, but if they don't if draft picks don't turn into good players, what are they worth? Nothing. And Presti's made these picks work. Yeah. And I think the cool thing for Holmgren here in this Oklahoma City team, if he's able to stay healthy, there's not the pressure of, okay, we need him to score 20 a game because you already have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You have Jalen Williams, who last year as a rookie was really good alongside them. You have Josh Giddy and Lou Dort. Like, there's so many guys that can go ahead and take care of the scoring stuff to where, hey, Chet, if you could be our defensive anchor and help us out defensively, then I think we could see Oklahoma City really take that next step. They might be this year's Sacramento where they might not contend for a title, but in the regular season, maybe they're a top four, top three seed because they have so many young players who are kind of hitting their stride. Yep. Yeah, and, and they'll play them, and they're going to get yeah. better, and they're going to improve, and the coach understands how to develop young talent. So, yeah, I like Oklahoma City. I think they're going to be a really good team down the road here, and they're going to continue to grow, and they still are collecting assets. I mean, they've got so many first-round picks, it's remarkable. Yeah, and they have a pretty good coach, too, in Mark Dagonal, who a lot of people have raved about in his first year last season at Oklahoma City. Uh, how about your guy, B-Ball Paul? Paul Reed, Sixers big man, signed a three-year, $23 million offer sheet with the Utah Jazz. The Sixers have until tonight to go ahead and match that 11.59 Eastern time, 8.59 Pacific. Uh, do you think your Sixers are going to bring back B-Ball Paul? Well, I didn't understand why they re-signed Harrell. I mean, Montez Harrell, I don't understand that. You know, I mean, they brought him back, and I, and I he opted out, and they brought him back. Like, I was, like, delighted when he opted out because, like, look, I know he was 2019 six-man of the year, but he, he certainly didn't look anything like that last year, defensively particularly. And let me say this, Doc wanted to play him. I mean, look, nobody wants to play veterans more than Doc did. And finally, when he played Reed, you know, there was, you know, Reed's got a great ability to get offensive rebounds. He's got a great ability to play with intensity. He gets in too much foul trouble, He's but he's improved in that area. And his offensive skill set is not as bad as you might think. I mean, he's not going to stretch it out to, to the three-point line, even though he attempts some, but he's got the ability to finish around the rim, and he's, and he's a relentlessly hard player. I love that Danny Ainge did it. I love <laughs> that Danny Ainge did it. Because to me, it's just somebody who knows what they're doing did it. And the way he orchestrated the contract where, you know, the second two years are guaranteed, if the Sixers match, then they've got to. Now, it puts them over the, the luxury cap. It puts them in a whole separate pro area of, of issues for them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how they manage it. My, my sense of it is, is, look, this was Maury's first draft. 
Paul Reed, and it was all analytical-based. The kid came out of DePaul, DePaul, and he was picked in the second round, and he went down to the G League. He was the MVP of the G League. And Maury's, you know, it's one of the picks that Maury had when he first came in, so you would think he would want to continue that. But when you bring Harrell back, you're like, wait a minute, what, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, and so I, I think to me, and then they signed Mobamba. So now you've got Mobamba, you got Harold. Where does Reed fit in this? Yeah, no, that's like the, there's not enough minutes out there. And Paul Reed, like you said, he just plays hard, man. Like that's an energy big that you want on your team coming off the bench. I think could be a nice little spark for the Sixers, but maybe that puts them into that second apron that teams have been kind of avoiding it did. here. And it that's, does. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky, tricky deal there, paying that punitive luxury tax with the new CBA. So we'll be keeping our eyes on what happens with B-Ball Paul and the 76ers, or maybe he'll be a Utah Jazz after tonight. On the other side, finally, he's on the other side. Our buddy Jonathan Bontobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, joins us next year on the Lombardi Line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back and bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for T's and C's, 21 plus to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-981-0023 in Providence. 
in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This offer is not available in Puerto Rico. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. And joining us right now is our VEASAN senior NBA analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, the one and only Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, hope all is well. Uh, obviously, the in-season tournament, the NBA Cup, is the big story in the association. We were breaking it down earlier in this first hour. Michael's already shaking his head right now. But uh, what, are, what are kind of the betting takeaways from the format of this? Like, do you think there's any sort of betting ramification, or are we going to kind of just have to play this thing by year come November? No, I, mean, I think I look, I, and I wrote about this up on the website at Beeson.com yesterday once it was announced. But, I mean, the betting takeaway is that it's, it's another winter event for us to bet on, right? Like, I just don't know what, what the negative would be. You're going to be able to bet who's going to win the group. Uh, the tournament is going to have an MVP awarded. You know, that's going to be hung up, obviously, the games themselves. And I think from, like, a you know X's and O's, hardcore betting standpoint, we don't really get to see NBA teams play on neutral courts against one another. So that's going to be a fascinating aspect of it, too. We get to see how the market measures home court that season, uh, what it looks like for two teams to play each other on a neutral and to play consecutive games. Because as I noted in the article I wrote yesterday, you know, you do get these international series or these, you know, these global games and things what they call them. So, you know, you're going to see a Mexico City game. You see the France game, you know, one offs against like the Bulls and the Bucks or whatever it is. But this is going to be consecutive neutral site games against opponents. And so you get to see how that affects it, too. We don't really get to see that in an NBA setting. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Again, I think it's another event for us to bet on as we move forward. These games are going to count to the regular season as well. So it's not like you move away from it. Soccer does this all the time in terms of tournaments in the middle of a season. So I don't, I don't really know if it does any harm for the most part. I think it's just something interesting. And selfishly, for people like you and me, Femi, guess what? Now we get a couple of NBA games out here in our backyard that we can go attend. Yes. So uh, I think overall, like I, I think it skews a little bit more positive than anything else in terms of an event like this. Don't don't you think JVT? This is all about getting the players to play in November. I mean, you know, you you and I talk about the injury report in the NBA yeah. all the time. I mean, this to me smells like okay. I we can't load management is a problem. And our ratings are a disaster. Four of the last five NBA finals have been the lowest ratings in the history of the sport. We got to get our fans back. And the only way we get our fans back is to get our great players to play all the time. Yeah, I think, Michael, I would view it more as trying to get people to care more about the regular season in that part of the season, right? As opposed to like player motivation, because, you know, everybody knows it's one of the reasons why I think I have a job, because I'm one of the few people who pays attention to the NBA October all the way through, right? And and so when you're talking about like, hey, November, December, where football's kind of entering its zenith and everybody's getting ready for playoff races, uh, college basketball's gotten started, college football, of course, you know, the NBA at that time wants to draw eyes to its product. So what better way to do it than to try to compete with the neutral site tournament out there in Las Vegas? And Michael, I mean, you're, you're familiar, obviously, with the aspect side or the business aspect of sports. Oh, by the way, we can add a neutral site tournament that's going to have a couple of games. That's more tickets for us to sell. Uh, that's more advertising. That's just more money for the league overall. I think all of that kind of stuff puts together. At the very least, I think it's worth trying for the NBA. But I do think it's about drawing some eyes to their product in the regular season, especially when the ratings are probably at their lowest, right? Or not many people are really caring about it. I mean, even look, the NBA themselves, Michael, to your point, has kind of punted on that part of the year because they don't put their best uh, show, TNT at least, uh, right, Chuck and all of them, they don't even put them on the air until after the uh, until after the NFL season's over because they know they're not going to compete. So I think they're trying to draw eyes to their product at the time where they know they're really up against it because the beast that is the NFL and college football is still really going on at that time. 
Yeah, and I think it's also drawing some Vegas eyes and getting folks in Vegas yep. excited about the NBA because perhaps maybe an expansion team will come here in just about five or six years or so. We're speaking with Jonathan Von Table, Von Tobel, excuse me, Mason <laughs> Senior NBA Analyst, also the host of the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Well, JVT, let's talk Summer League. I know you've already been out there at Thomas & Mack. The atmosphere looks electric. Everyone excited about Victor Wembenyama. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. There's props up. Wembenyama to score 20-plus points, plus 140. If you think he's going 25 or more, that's plus 450. Uh, what were your uh, kind of takeaways from his debut in Summer League the other night, and what do you think happens later on this evening? I tell you what, if you can find a no on 20 plus points, I'd be very interested. And that's not like a slide against Victor yeah. Wembanyama. I just don't think that's going to be there for him in terms of what they're doing. Femi, look, I, I think overall, are you going to be less than enthused about a two of 13 performance? Sure. I think anybody is, but there's little things that showed out. You know, he was a good passer. He handled the ball perfectly well. He ran the floor with it, you know, led the offense. So I, I think, at the end of the day, a guy like Victor Wembanyama and his skill set, I got to talk to Matt Moore, who's an NBA writer for the Action Network, does a lot of great stuff for the Denver Nuggets as well. Um, by the way, you can find that in a lot of different conversations we had up on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast feed. And he brought it up too, which is Summer League is not really a format in which a guy like Victor Wembanyama is going to thrive. Summer League is going to be more for these guys who are going to be initiators, guard-oriented dudes, perimeter-oriented guys who are going to be able to try to, you know, for lack of a better term, go get theirs. But guys like Victor Wembanyama, who are going to be rim protectors and are going to have to, to some extent, rely on others to set him up, like that's going to be a little bit of a tougher format for him, especially if some of it is, like if you watched against Charlotte, they were throwing like doubles and triples at him every time he got the ball. So they, they just didn't want to be the team that Victor Wembanyama made his debut against, right, and, and showed out. So <laughs> I think that's probably what you're going to see going forward. And I'm willing to bet this is also the last game. So I, I'm, I would be very hesitant if you're going in and betting some of these prop like 20 plus points because it's already a big name. It's already a prop that has no value in it because it's a big name and so much attention is on it. If you can find a no, I think that'd be great. But I think overall, expect just another okay performance, more impact on the, on the glass and in terms of rim protection as opposed to scoring. What did you make of Chet Holmgren, JVT? I mean, you know, we all love Oklahoma City's Thunder team. He missed his rookie season. You know, I didn't think he looked bigger or more physical than he did before. But, you know, what did you think of him and his game as you saw him play? You know, it's funny, Michael. So the big news, of course, is that Holmgren added about, I think, 18 pounds or so. And <laughs> when you look at him, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you know, like every once in a while when he's flexing, you can kind of see the bicep look a little bit bigger. But when your body looks like that, you're not really going to see it. But he did add about 18 pounds. And look, I think it's the same thing with Embanyama as it is with Holmgren. Are there going to be times where he's physically unmatched by some bigger guys in the NBA who have really just like toned their bodies up? I mean, even certain guys here in the, in the summer league guys, there's a few guys who have played like two years in the NBA, or there's a couple of guys that of course played a year in the NBA. So their bodies to a certain extent are already hardened by playing 82 games of a regular season. Certain guys like Holmgren aren't going to get used to it, but I still think Holmgren has looked fantastic. He had a brilliant mm -hmm. chase down block yesterday. He's going to be a very, very good rim protector and good defensive player just by much like Victor Wembanyama being a really long guy that if he's going to be in the area is going to be able to contest shots. I think he's been absolutely brilliant and he was brilliant again in that game yesterday. I think I've got his final stat line here in front of me. I think overall, Holmgren finished with, uh, let me see, 16 points, 10 rebounds, had three assists. He had two blocks. He, he was awesome yesterday, and I think he's going to continue to thrive in this format because, remember, he traveled with the team. He was around them last year. Again, didn't play in any games, but he's been getting his body right, and he looks like, even though he's technically a rookie, he looks like a guy who's going into his second year, is comfortable in his body, and he's ready to contribute to an NBA team. 
Yeah. Also added some facial hair too. Chet Holmgren getting his right. uh, his man body there. So we'll look out for that there. The 18 pounds. I still haven't seen him. Uh, JVT, we got about a minute left or so. Should betters be looking to kind of play on some of these teams that have those second year guys? I mean, like we're seeing Benedict Matherin, who was terrific for the Pacers last year. He's playing in the summer league. We're seeing James Wiseman, Jaden Ivey for Detroit. Like, like these second year guys who are not rookies and had their bodies kind of hardened by the NBA. Should betters be looking to play on those teams in the futures markets? Or do you think that those guys are kind of done after this week? I think they might be done after like one or two games. Certain players, just keep an eye on it. I mean, like I think Benedict Matherin probably plays like one game. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. thing uh, with Isaiah Jackson. But guys like, you know, Jaden Ivey, who actually didn't really look great yesterday for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, or others, Jalen Duren, I think they probably want to give him a little bit more run. So it's all about following information. If you can get information that they're going to play, then I think that's going to be something that you want to continue to look at. But if they're not going to, keep an eye out for it because those line swings, when those games are set and all of a sudden it's announced these guys aren't playing, they'll be pretty wild because now all of a sudden you don't know what to do with that game. So I would very much keep an eye out for it. I think Detroit will probably get a little bit more out of their guys, but I wouldn't look for Benedict Mather and Isaiah Jackson and some of these others for Indiana to have really long stays at the NBA Summer League. All right. Well, right now, the favorite to win the Summer League tournament is the Oklahoma City Thunder at plus 650 over at DraftKings. He is Jonathan Von Tobel, senior NBA Thanks, analyst JVT. here at Visa and also the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Make sure you check that out each and every day. JVT, be well, man. Have fun at Summer League. Good to talk to you guys. Awesome stuff there from JVT. On the other side, we begin hour number two with some NFL win totals, courtesy our friends over at BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.